Welcome to the Reach a Peak podcast experience. This podcast is for athletes of all levels who want to level up their nutrition to level up their game. Join me as I explore the world of nutrition, health, and performance. Each week, I dive into a new topic to help expand your knowledge, separate truth from myth, and change your perspective so you can start winning the right way and reach your peak potential. I'm your host, Alexa, the sports dietitian nutrition coach. Let's go. Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Today is an exciting episode in the sense that I'm going to be breaking some potential misinformation that you've gotten out there. I'm going to be telling you the blunt truth. And after today, you'll be walking away knowing what diets not to do. So is that something that you want? Today is definitely an exciting episode. So yeah, that's what today is about. It's going to be sharing with you the five worst diets for athletes and why. Okay, from the perspective of me, a sports dietitian, who's worked with athletes, who's worked with myself, or I consider myself a type of athlete, and I want to share those truths with you. Okay, which diets should you be avoiding because they're really just not any good for an athlete? Because what I find a lot of times is there's many athletes out there who are doing diets that have been promoted by misinformation or they've been promoted by individuals who are not athletes or don't you know have experience with athletes or don't have consideration, more so, consideration of the demands and the specific needs when it comes to nutrition for athletes. And all these things kind of converge into a sense of kind of following the trends, following the fad diets, following those kind of things that they don't have your best interests in mind. A lot of times it's a money grab. Sometimes it's just, like I said, it's just fanatical obsession over a diet that has no evidence to base itself on. And that does creep into the athlete world. And that's why I want to address this, okay? Five diets today you need to be aware of, that you need to avoid if you're an athlete who wants to be leveling up. Now, there are maybe a, one or two diets in today's list that you could argue for certain individuals could be okay, but we're talking optimal here, okay? We're talking diets that are optimal and ideal for athletes. And to be honest, most of these, like pretty much all the diets today that I'm going to be sharing, uh, if you were to avoid it, you'd be doing yourself a good service, okay? You'd be doing yourself a good service by avoiding these things. So let's get into it, okay? Enough rambling on, let's get into it. The list of five, five diets that you need to avoid as an athlete, and I'm gonna explain why I do not like them and why you should avoid them. Let's go. Number one, and you might've guessed it, but it is keto, okay? Keto being a very low to virtually zero carb diet, depending on who does it and you know how people adjust their nutrition, is just not a good diet for athletes. Because the simple fact is that athletes need carbs. No matter if your activity is saying that's quite glycolytic in nature, you know, thinking like CrossFit and things like that, you know, things that where you've got that very high intensity, short stints, you know, anaerobic type exercise that becomes very glycolytic. No matter if it's that or if it's longer endurance or if it's just, you know, skill-based stuff, you still should be consuming carbs because it is our primary fuel source. Now, even for the kind of the general population who are not athletes, let's say, even they should ideally have some carbs because it's you know good for sustainability. Carbs still makes us you know function to best way we can. Even if you're just doing like a little bit of gym work or something like that. But if you're someone who's actually engaging a lot more activity, especially if you're in a competitive level sport or competitive level activity of some sort, carbs are your friend. And keto cutting out carbs is that's pretty much the reason that I that I don't recommend it. Outside of the the low carb side of things, keto can generally be 
uh, done, you know, in an okay fashion. But still, for athletes, keto is not the ideal thing. In fact, I discourage it. I'm not a fan of keto because there's just no need for it. At the end of the day, there's no need for it. And it's not optimized for the diet or for the athlete's diet, sorry, I should say. So yeah, keto, yeah, no, I'm just not a fan of it. Just, yeah, I've, I've had athletes who have tried keto before, before coming to see me and stuff. And yeah, the stories they tell me of how they couldn't recover, how they felt tired, how their performance was down and how they just didn't like it. At the end of the day, you got to consider it's not just nutrition for, for your like sport, like, oh, I've got to eat so I can win. You got to think that you got to live with your nutrition plan day in day out. Okay, it's got to be part of your your lifestyle. Where when you're socializing, when you're with family, when you're with friends, and these kind of things, you got to consider is are you actually going to enjoy the diet? Because if you're going, let's say, to like your family's favorite Italian restaurant, just you know, just using it one that just came to mind when it comes to carbs, and let's say you're you're like really into pasta like I am, and then now, oh no, wait, do you guys have a spiralized zucchini instead? You know, like. It's just not gonna. It's, for most people, it's just not a. It's not a sustainable lifestyle. But more to the point, with athletes, it's not an optimized diet. So yeah, don't go for it. The second one is paleo. Now, in the same sense that keto cuts out a lot of carbs, so does paleo because of the thing about wanting to eat like cavemen. Even though cavemen's lifestyles, if they could live like us, would be living like us. Which is, you know, cavemen one known for being like a healthy society, so to speak. They were, you know, hunters and gatherers. They would scavenge where they can. And like when you look at a lot of their, how long they lived, it's nothing compared to what we're doing. So I just don't even understand why this whole thing with paleo. So I'm not even going to go into that today. But basically paleo does cut out a lot of carb-rich foods and therefore it's quite a restrictive diet. Again, from a health perspective, you are, and I shouldn't mention this for keto as well. So this goes hand in hand the health perspective of avoiding some of these carb-rich foods that give you certain nutrients you need. Yeah, that's just a consideration because then you're not going to be an optimized athlete from that sense. But then just cutting out carbs in paleo, similar to keto as well, is not going to give you the optimized fuel you need to perform at your highest level and have those good training adaptations, as I I say. And the whole brain carbs principle, which is, you know, your brain needs carbs to function properly. So yeah, paleo is not good in that sense. And then at the end of the day, a lot of the foods paleo says to cut out, there's no evidence to support that. So you're, like I said, you're missing out on key nutrients, especially compared to the keto diet because you're cutting out some other extra foods as well. That might be okay on keto, but usually on paleo it's not, and therefore it's quite a restrictive diet. Plus it doesn't optimize carbs. You can see what I'm getting here. I'm not going to keep going on paleo, not that good. The third one, okay, diet number three that is not good for athletes is the low-fat diet now i'm talking about very low fat because here's the truth you need some fat there is like the, you know the evidence out there suggests you know there's different figures but you know the evidence does say you know 15 percent at least from your calories should be co- coming from fats i like to play safe and go 20 to 25 minimum just to be on the safer side because of the importance fat has in our body because there is a minimum requirement because it does help with hormonal balance which in turn does help with fat loss and things like that it's, it's important to have fat in your diet. So if you're eating something that's very low fat, you know, a lot of the kind of, you know, the, um, you know, the old diets back in the 90s, you know, those, as that as an example, that's kind of the stuff you got to consider is those kind of low fat diets are not, not to be consumed because you're not going to be getting the adequate amount of fats, at least not on a consistent basis, which is the important part here. Nutrition has to be consistent. And the reason is that fat has a lot of healthy properties in terms of 
absorption of certain key nutrients, you know, A, D, E, and K, the fat-soluble vitamins. It's uh, involved in hormonal balance, but also healthy fats are involved in, you know, managing inflammatory responses and for recovery and joint health and things like that in the athlete. So athletes need healthy fats in their diet. So if you're eating a low-fat diet, you're not going to be optimized for that. And that's just a fact. Number five, uh, four, sorry, not five, four. We haven't got to five yet. Number four, diet number four that you want to be avoiding is the carnivore diet. Okay, so this is now the diet where it says you just got to eat meat. Okay, you just got to eat meat, hardly any fibers and vegetables and fruits and stuff like that. You got to avoid those things, but apparently they're bad for you. And you got to just eat meats and things like that as if you're a T-Rex. So let's say the T-Rex diet, okay? <laughs> Number four to avoid is the T-Rex diet because apparently supporters of this diet want us to be like dinosaurs even though we're not. So yeah, the reason being is quite obvious, I'm sure. Do I really have to explain it? I will, I'll still explain it. You're avoiding a, a shit ton of foods, okay? To put it bluntly, you're avoiding a shit ton of foods and because of that, you're going to be having a lot of nutritional inadequacies. And the fact you're not eating fiber, your bowels are going to hate you, okay? They're going to hate you. They're going to be sending you texts and ringing you with angry messages and be like, hey, hey, what are you doing to me? Okay, that's, what they're going to, that's, that's what's going to happen. So do you really need, you know, those negative texts sent your way? <laughs> no, all, all, joke, all, all jokes aside, carnival diet is one of, the, it's even more, it's even more nonsense to me than paleo and keto. At least those foods include a variety of different foods that are, you know, and they have you know, fiber-rich foods and they, they still appreciate the importance of micronutrients. The carnival diet just goes, micronutrients? Micro what? Nah, I just want to eat meat all day long. And you know, not just meat, I should say like, you know, eggs and stuff like that as well. Like, you know, very, pretty much the protein-rich foods is what they consume, but not the other stuff. So yeah, not a good diet. You're not going to be optimized. Your body's going to hate you. It's just not healthy. And I'm sure it's not sustainable as well. It comes to the point in time where you're like, do I really want to be eating another steak? So yeah, number four, carnivore diet. Don't even go there. Trust me. And then number five, the diet that you should, that's worse. You know, this is uh, one that uh, you really have to consider. Diet number five is the diet you can't sustain long-term. Maybe you're thinking, that's a bit of a cop-out answer. You made us wait to number five to tell us that. But no, no, trust me. You need to hear this. Even if you don't follow the previous four diets and you follow a diet that's reasonably good. Let's say, say you follow something that can be really, really well-balanced. Let's say a vegetarian or a vegan diet, if done correctly, can be pretty well-balanced. You know, it's not a bad diet. If you can't sustain eating plant-based, there is no point for you to do plant-based you're better off to do a more, more kind of balanced approach where maybe you're eating all the different foods, but you're including more plant-based foods in your diet. Maybe that's the way you go. But if you can't sustain it, there is no reason for you to do it, no matter what diet is. Let's go intermittent fasting, 16-8, uh, my, my preferred method of intermittent fasting. If you cannot do intermittent fasting on a sustainable basis, if you get up in the morning and you're starving and you're hating yourself because you can't eat till 12 o'clock, there's no reason for you to be doing intermittent fasting. See what I'm getting at here? Beyond just the obvious bad diets that I wanted to share with you today, I wanted to leave you with number five, which is the diet you can't sustain is still a bad diet because the results you get will not be sustainable. And also you'll be setting yourself on a path of diet and no diet, diet and not diet. 
the dieting cycle, that, that what I call the hamster wheel of dieting. And it's just not going to be good for your mindset. It's not going to be good for your food relationship. It's not going to be good for your results. It's not going to be good for your, uh, you know, your training because then you're doing one thing now, but next season you're doing something completely different. Where is the consistency there? You know, the diet you can't sustain is a diet that can be very bad for you and it's one that you should be avoiding. No matter how good the diet can be on paper, no matter how healthy it is, if you can't sustain it, you shouldn't be doing it. And there is always a diet out there that is very good and healthy and sustainable and balanced that you can do, that is sustainable, that you can create as part of your lifestyle. There always is one. You just got to find it. It doesn't have to be complex. You just got to kind of look into it more, think about what your preferences are, think about how you operate and how you go about things. And when I say a diet you can't sustain, I'm talking about dietary practices as well because there's things out there that people do that are not necessarily diets. They're, they're more diet frameworks or tools like intermittent fasting, you know, or you know, my, my classic, what I use, the flexible dieting approach and things like that. They're more frameworks rather than specific diets. They don't really dictate what you eat. But even they are included within this. Make sure your nutrition plan has lifestyle compatibility. Make sure, aka, it fits in your lifestyle. Do this and you'll see better results. Trust me on that one. So yeah, that's the list. That's the list of five. Okay, number one. This is a list of five worst diets for, for athletes. Number one, keto diet. I explained why. Number two, the paleo diet. Number three, the low-fat diet. Number four, the carnivore diet. And number five, the diet that you personally can't sustain. That's your list of five. You have to repeat this, so you know, watch, you know, listen to it again if you need to. That's all good. If you need to write down this list, do so. Unless you're driving, please don't do that. But yeah, this is the list of five worst diets for athletes. And I wanted to kind of share with you today so you know what to avoid and what to be considerate of. Because some of these diets are super trendy. I was um, like, I was watching a, a TikTok recently of this, let's call it an idiot, okay? An idiot on TikTok who was promoting the carnival diet. Had no qualifications, nothing. He was just like a, it was just like a, I think it was like a local, like he was just like, not a local, but he was like a bricklayer or something like that that just decided to lose weight through for a carnivore diet. And he's like promoting it. This is the best thing. This is for health. I feel so, you know, no, that's not the way it goes. You got to consider the individual and the bigger picture. Things like paleo, very popular, very popular. It used to be a lot more popular than it is now, but it'd be very popular like within the CrossFit space. So I had to kind of debunk that with CrossFit um, athletes who I've worked with. Keto, we all know keto is trendy. Okay, out of all the ones I mentioned today, keto is the most popular one. Okay, these things are trendy. That's what you're going to be considerate of. As an athlete, you're going to be considerate of these things because you can fall prey to these things as well. You are not immune to it. And that's fine. We're human. It's easy when we're stuck and struggling. We feel like, okay, what do we do to lose this body fat? Or how do I get you know, the edge over my competition? Yeah, what, what new diet can I do? You can be careful who you listen to, okay? Because people will promote their diets of what worked for them without consideration that you are a unique individual. Okay, so you got to be careful of those videos out there. And you've got to be careful of the trendy fad diets as well. But at the end of the day, you also got to be aware of yourself and not falling for diets and doing diets that you can't sustain. Could you trust me? That's a lot more common than you expect. So yeah, hope this episode's been helpful. Hope it's given you something new, something more informative. And until next time, have a good one. See you later. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast so you can stay up to date whenever I drop an episode. 
And of course, if you enjoyed today's podcast, remember to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. You can also find me on socials where I regularly post valuable sports nutrition content to help you elevate your sports game, elevate your nutrition game, and reach your peak potential. Simply search for The Climbing Dietitian and be sure to click follow. Until next time, stay safe and stay dedicated. See ya.